0: To linger here like this, hold your hand and steal a kiss two. on the front porch with you, all
1: I wanna... Hello and welcome to On the Front Porch With
2: Us, your regular Disney podcast. I'm Tony Pascal. And I'm Josh Whitehead, and welcome back, guys. This is season two. I hope you enjoyed the trailer, we worked really hard on it, and... We are super fucking excited to be back with you now on this day uh, whenever it is I think October October what, October 25th Tony Yes, that's it's, right It's when we're this' one coming comes to out. you from the past, the past. <laughs> <laughs> uh, We are so excited you guys. We are happy to be back. we've got a couple episodes built up and this one is going to be great. Tony, what are we watching? We are
1: watching Mulan, and we yeah, have we the are. pleasure of talking to one of our good friends, uh, Savannah Revel, who's going to talk about Mulan with us, Yeah, uh, and we're actually going to hear from Yowza as well, so for a first episode of season two, this is going to be a pretty badass one. I think you're going to like it.
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah. We got some new stuff for you, we got some new segments, we got a whole bunch of brotherly goofs, and I think it's going to be good. <laughs> Uh Brotherly so, Goofs. Yeah, Brotherly <laughs> goofs. Uh, so Tony. Um, I've got some trivia for you if you're interested. Yep, okay. I'm into it. Okay. So first of all, what movie was this what what year did this movie come out? Uh 93, 95, 95. No, ninety eight. Wrong. Oh, damn. DJ, so your own wrong. game. Uh so this movie, of course, takes place um, during the Northern Way dynasty, uh which the dynasty Obviously. was three eighty six to five thirty four. Um there's some debate there that it took place during the Southern Way Dynasty, which is like six thirty something to eight thirty something, so I, I guess from the original stories there's some conflict there. But for our purposes it was the Northern Way Dynasty. So this was the first Disney movie to be released to DVD, which is really cool. Nineteen ninety eight well, it was a big year, supposedly. It's the first Disney movie to deal openly with warfare and have this much honest killing versus, like, the Goofy movie, which they kill some people and don't really address it.
1: Yeah, they killed a lot of people in this movie, though. Like, a lot.
2: Yeah, yeah. We're, we're gonna get there, but Mulan kills hundreds of people in one blow. So, uh, there's writing on the Temple Stones during the song Reflections when she's singing, um... The writing on those temple stones are the names of the Disney animators that worked on this in Chinese. What? Uh, yeah That's super cool, I know. Uh, that's so cool. The opening title is uh, handmade by using rice paper and adding on uh, watercolor. So that's all hand drawn. It um, was beautiful.
1: I was like, I, oh I have God. a lot of notes about that opening calligraphy. Right? Uh, How pretty it was so is that? Pretty? Pretty.
2: It's, it's outrageous, and the fact that it is just watercolor on rice paper really, like... And, and you can see it, too. The water just, like, spreading out, right? And, like, yeah. the way... Oh, my God, it's beautiful. This was originally planned as a Disney short called China Doll, with roughly the same story, but it included, like, a, a Chinese prince. Anyway, they... they Mulan don't we, need no fucking princes. Yeah, she don't
1: need a prince. Oh, explicit rating.
2: <laughs> oh, hey, guys. Yeah, we we're an adult podcast. You probably... If you are a child, maybe um, go back to sleep, or maybe go back to pooping your diaper, because this is not for children. Those are the only two options. Yeah. Sleeping or pooping. Those, that's what babies do, right? It's, that's what they're for. <laughs> Moving on! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bruce Willis was originally cast as Lee Shang, the, the captain, which would have been crazy. I don't know how that would have worked out. There was a total of 700 artists, animators, and technicians on this movie. 700 Tony
1: yeah that one scene where they are coming down the mountain in the yeah. mountain pass scene like probably took 300 on their own
2: well yeah and that <laughs> was the first attempt at, at that look right well like they did something similar in Lion King but this one yeah they had to like pre they had to draw every person Um yeah they the the
1: stampede scene in the Lion King had something similar, but it didn't was not nearly to the extent that this was. No, um, because like no. you said, there's more detail. Like you can see all their shields and like their clothes are like rippling in the wind, and there's like hundreds of them.
2: Yeah, it, it was a uh, it's a beautiful scene. They did a great job with it. But 700 animators and artists. That's that's crazy. Like well done. B D Wong, the guy who did end up playing Li Shang, uh, began his career ironically began his career by dressing as a woman in the opera *Madame Butterfly 1993. Nice. <laughs> so this movie's about a nice. woman dressing as a man, and Lee used to dress as a woman in *Madame Butterfly. I think that's really funny. The last note that I have, I've got some that I'm going to include while we're going, but the last note that I have is that Mulan was voiced by Ming-Na Wen. You might know her from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., or from Mulan, maybe, maybe you know her from that. She uh, did not do any of the singing, the person that auditioned for the original role of Mulan was Leia Salonga, and she got turned down the role because they said her voice was too low, too deep, and she said, uh, fuck you guys, I still want to be a part of this, and so they put her as the sing- singing voice of Mulan. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah. That's all I have for trivia, Tony.
1: Well, shit. Let's start with that pretty calligraphy. We already talked about it. It's really pretty. Yeah, well, actually, before we get to that, why don't we show you guys oh, this cool Oh, I didn't tell them to pause. Oh, man. I've been out of the business for too long, Josh. Why, why would they need to pause?
2: To watch the movie. No, I was going to get them to do the interview first with, with Savannah. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. So here is a interview with our friend Savannah. Uh, she came on, and we're really glad that she did, because it was a pretty great discussion. And here is that.
1: Alright, so I'm here with our friend Savannah Ravel from former Disney Movie Club member and a uh, good friend of ours. Uh, hey Savannah, how's it going?
0: It's going well. It's nice to be with you today.
1: Well, I think we're gonna just jump right in. I know we have a whole lot to talk about with this movie and like you got a lot to say so I'm really <laughs> excited uh, to talk. Are you ready?
0: Sure, let's go. <laughs> I
1: have fire questions to start us off. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is your favorite Disney movie?
0: Oh, no. Let's go Brave. I like Brave.
1: Okay. Favorite non Disney movie? Uh,
0: v for Vendetta.
1: All right. Uh, what's your favorite Disney princess?
0: I have to go Merida. I have to stick with my Ginger.
1: All right. What's your favorite non Disney princess?
0: Oh, come on. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I that everyone just says Anastasia because it's the first one they can think of. Um, oh the girl in Sinbad, she's really cool. I don't remember her name. Melina? I'll take it. Something like that? She was really cool. Uh,
1: what's your favorite ice cream flavor? Uh,
0: Wolf Tracks at State. Solid.
1: Uh, All right. (laughs) (laughs) If you could be an Olympic athlete, what sport would you compete in? Rugby. Okay. Uh, which Disney family is most like your own? (laughs) (laughs)
0: I don't have any dead parents. Hang on. I gotta think about that.
1: Uh... It could be a TV show family. A TV show family? TV show.
0: Nah, I'll go go back to Merida. Like, she has a solid mom and dad situation. That's good.
1: Crazy siblings all running around the house.
0: Okay, I don't have any little brothers. We're gonna ignore that bit. But, (laughs) the mom and dad bit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Alright, last one. If you could be a cartoon character for a week. It cannot be a movie character. Cartoon character.
0: You're killing me. Um
1: <laughs> This is the slowest rapid fire question ever. I- <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: the podcast is gonna miss all these great facial expressions I'm making. Out She's of pure confusion. <laughs> let's just go Cora. Nice let's, let's... Excellent choice. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that was the slowest. <laughs> I know, they, they weren't that rapid, weren't rapid they? Fire.
1: <laughs> it was very slow. I, I'm
0: not good with thinking of things off the top of my head. I apologize.
1: It's cool. This
0: is going to be a struggle uh, fest.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, your strength lies elsewhere. So let's jump right into that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So a lot of people think uh, this movie has been sort of, has been like sort of uh, memorialized in all of our heads as like the t- tomboy who like, her family and becomes, like, a war hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, I understand, like, you have some, like, thoughts about maybe, like, questioning that uh, dynamic.
0: Yeah, I definitely remember growing up as a child thinking, Mulan's such a badass, she's such a tomboy, look at all the cool fighting she can do, and I remember that just sitting with me almost through all of my, like, young adult life, and whenever I think of Mulan, you just think of, Oh yeah, she kicked all the guys' asses. It was awesome, and then and for be a man, and oh yeah, and be a man. I mean, come on, she has to be a man. And then going back for my rewatch, I was like, oh, let's just gather some of my thoughts for this. And am watching it. I'm like, she's really not a tomboy, and that kind of crushed my childhood <laughs> a little bit. She has a lot of the the characteristics, you would think, for being a warrior, being strong, being independent. But most of it doesn't bloom from her not wanting to be a girl, not wanting to be, like, that delicate person. Most of it is born from, like, necessity. It's born from her going to the army to learn how to fight to save her father. But there are many times during the movie where she actually just doesn't want to fight. Like she'll run a- not run away from a fight, but she avoids it. Like, um, like in the bathing scene, when they're like, "Oh, we have to fight, King of the Rock," and she's like, "No, she, I."
1: <laughs> the reason for that, oh, though, is she's also naked. Tr- and okay. Figure it out. <laughs>
0: true. Okay. Yes. True. But she also just doesn't want to fight, and Mushu pressures her, pressures her into fighting. Um, at the very beginning of the training camp. She doesn't really want to do it. She wants to avoid all that toxic masculinity. She's like, I don't want to be any of this. He's like, well, you're gonna have to. You have to fit in. And it's it's very weird because you're like, and then we have, I guess now I'll go back to Merida. We have now this shiny example of a tomboy princess of, I don't want to wear dresses. I just want to run in the woods and be who I am. As opposed to Mulan, who like, she willingly wears her dresses like she never says anything against it she doesn't mind wearing it and she doesn't mind like doing some of like the delicate things for a woman in her society like she'll willingly pour the tea she willingly will follow in these footsteps but I don't think it's more of her being a tomboy I think it's more of her being uncomfortable in that society where she's very pressured to stay silent and just to remain like being conforming
1: yeah, that's just, that's like a really like crazy society. Like we talk about it a little bit in the in the podcast, but like ridiculous when you think like uh, like honor as like as, as Mulan at the beginning of the movie is to like bear male sons through like a good match, <laughs> and so yeah, it sounds like you are saying Mulan is uh, breaking away from that, not comfortable with that. Yes uncomfortable with her femininity. Like, she's just uncomfortable with the, like, the the societal role.
0: Yes, I would agree with that.
1: Interesting. So, in our podcast, Uh uh, Josh, later on in the podcast, Josh is going to say that Mulan is a, is, like, possibly, or would be a trans character society. What do you think about that? This is, like, a... When it it happens in the podcast, spoiler alert, like, (laughs) Thirty minutes into the podcast, Josh to say that something uh, long lines of like, I'm not sure. I'd have to think about that. <laughs> like, what are your thoughts?
0: Oh, um, <laughs> I I don't think she would be. Like, I I don't want to make a lot of people upset if like that's their ideal, like that that's their role model or anything. Then they think, yes, totally trans. But I really don't think it's her being uncomfortable as a physical girl. I think she's uncomfortable with okay, uncomfortable is a bad word. She's envious more of like the respect that the men get, and she's not about being quiet, being silent, um, being poised and refined and like graceful and polite. It's more of she doesn't want to be like a man. Physically? Like, there's no real point where she really wants to be a man, I don't think. Again, I go back to the beginning of the training camp, she seems utterly disgusted by the men. It's like, yeah. I never want to see him naked man again. I mean, uh. <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, That's that's really true.
0: Yeah, I don't think physically she would, like, she's jealous of being a man or, like, she identifies as being a man. I think all this is more of a ruse to protect her father it's not who she really wants to be but she knows that ends justify the means she's like no i need to do this to help my family
1: well it starts out as that but she has the chance to leave and protect her family right
0: she does and i'll make okay, a man so out of you ch-
1: yeah she chooses to stay and i think like at that point you realize it's not just about her family it's also about her and yes. her value outside of like like she felt like she couldn't be a perfect bride, so like, and that's sort of like the role that society placed on her. Mm-hmm. She so she's like trying to find value outside of that, and it sounds like what you would argue is that like that that means that she wants to find value as herself. Kind of does at the end of the movie when she isn't a man but still saves the world. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So like she she's. She's pushing herself out, like, she's just trying to push the boundaries of can-be in society.
0: Yeah, and that, again, I don't think that's a physical thing. I think that's more of her character, her, her strength as, like, a, a strong, independent woman, but not in the physical strength aspect. Like, I, again, I don't think she ever has a moment where she wants to physically be a man but she yeah. wants to discover who she is and what she can contribute, not through the means that her her very patriarchal society has crushed on her, but what she thinks she can contribute. And what she can contribute is she's in- incredibly intelligent. She knows how to work her way around a problem. She has great ideas. She can speak her mind. And all those are beautiful and great traits I just, unfortunately, I don't think it would translate to her wanting or feeling that she's transgender.
1: So, not unfortunate. She's herself.
0: Yes.
3: <laughs>
1: <That's> uh, <laughs> so, last last question I have uh, for you. Mm-hmm. Josh uh, wanted me to ask you. I'm being totally transparent. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if there's anything to this, but like this doll scene between uh, Mulan and the little girl, she hands the doll to uh, the little girl. This was Josh's question, so it's probably not any good.
3: But uh, okay, yeah, <laughs> some
1: deep insight, to it <laughs>
0: Poor Josh. Uh, he's not here. <laughs> 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 okay, about the doll.
1: About the doll.
0: Okay, there's two dolls. So there's the doll at the very beginning in um oh, what's that song called? Bring honor to us all. Yeah. Where the boys are playing their little sword fighting, they're pretending they're men going off to war and you have the little girl playing with her little baby doll and the boys take the doll and she steals the- well not- yeah she re the doll and gives it back to the girl so she helps the girl again. And then there's the doll that Sean Use has which I think is more interesting and it's the doll um his hawk finds and it lets them know that there is um the Imperial scouts in the village up ahead in the mountains. So for the doll, um, I noticed that Shan Yu, he holds the doll, he gives it to his soldiers and he's basically like, describe this doll. And the words that the soldiers come back with, they're like, uh, for descriptions, they're like, okay, black pine from the high mountains. So locations, whatever. And then they're like white horse hair from Imperial stallions. And then the sulfur from cannons. And none of that is a description of the actual doll. It's all the pieces made to bring the doll together. But they're all very masculine pieces. Mm. And all the masculine pieces come together. And it's this form of this like little innocent doll for the delicate women. But is all described with these masculine terms. And I don't know if they just... They just physically don't know how to describe a dainty doll, like, they don't have that vocabulary. They're like, oh, it's pink. They don't know how to do that. Or... I don't know, I like the idea that all these masculine traits are compacted into this little innocent little doll.
1: And it goes along with, like, uh, like a girl worth fighting for.
0: Yeah, it does go into-
1: All of the- all of the, like, uh, the the terms they're using about the the women are, are, like, terms of like how the women will see them as men or like yes. what they will do for them as men
0: yeah and like oh gosh girls fighting for don't even get me started on that song <laughs> it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's infuriating and fun at the same time and so it's very conflicting <laughs> <laughs> but it is like all of the traits that those guys use to describe girls it's how the woman will look, how the woman will act, and how it will fit into their role of what they think a woman should be. And the song A Girl Worth Fighting For is right before Mulan finds that doll. And, like, you can make the argument, like, that doll is Mulan's girl worth fighting for. Like, she's fighting for the little innocent children. She's fighting to help the people who can't protect themselves. She's fighting to, like... Uh, it's more of like an innocent cause, I guess, for her fighting. Oh. Yeah, we wow, can. We I can, have can to get deeper than that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leave it there. Josh's question
1: bo- for grapefruit. Uh, that, was, uh, that was much better than I anticipated. Way to go, Josh.
0: You're welcome, Josh. I helped you out. <laughs> Way to go, Savannah. <laughs>
1: um thank you so much for being on and
2: we hope to have you on again
0: i loved it thank you so much for having me i love rewatching this movie it was a lot of fun (laughs) i'm glad
2: we did too and again we want to say thank you to savannah we we appreciate you coming on it was a great discussion and uh yeah I, i hope we get to have you on again yeah that was super fun i
1: am also excited about that uh conversation we will be talking about that some more throughout this episode Wow. Notice how vague we're being? We recorded this before the conversation with Savannah. Yeah, secret of trade. So Um, you will hear us talking very vaguely about the thing that, that conversation we just had.
2: It's probably about feminism, right? It's probably feminism. So if we talk about feminism, just assuming we're talking about that conversation, that interview. um, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> because we totally know what's going to happen in that interview. I mean, we are it already happened. Just kidding. It did. But see how the sausage is made. <laughs> <laughs> Take a peek behind the kimono. No, no, that's gross. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, we have some stuff for this movie. But first, you're going to have to t- press pause and watch it. So, pause. Okay. You're back. Welcome. So, assuming that you watched the movie or that you might not have if you didn't then you're not a real fan uh, you've seen it a bit, like before probably yeah at some point you've probably seen it before but it's not the same so you you watch the movie and there's first of all like we said this this introduction scene is beautiful like I love the painting in this movie yes
1: it is very pretty it is we like I, Good edition. I enjoyed it we <laughs> talked about it I I don't have anything else to say that it, other than that it was pretty and yes. I thought it was cool yeah um and then suddenly we're under attack. And here's the thing: the guy who's guarding, yeah, should have seen the whole thousands of Mongolian army before
2: they were climbing the wall. Well, you would think that any of them would. Like, my my thing is like, why is there only one guy on duty, right? Like, well, there's like, there like one lots, one? right?
1: But there's only like one
2: for that stretch of the wall, I guess. <clears throat> oh, I sneezed. <clears throat> I, I guess. Like, but why? Why are there so few people working on this wall? You gotta keep out the White Walkers.
1: Okay. <laughs> anyway, the they climb the out, they climb the wall, they, they see the like the like three guys on the wall. This wall would be more useful in preventing Mongolians to enter if there were more people on the wall. You are right. But I yeah. still think actually I'm gonna go ahead and say, if there's only like six people on the wall, your your wall's not that useful.
2: No, like it's just it's bricks, but like the the whole point is that you have height advantage, right? With a wall, you're, you're supposed to like, you you're supposed to be able to like defend if somebody tries to get up the wall. That's the only real advantage of having a wall, because eventually somebody's gonna get over it anyway. It's just a matter of whether or not you have the advantage in taking them back down the wall. Yeah,
1: and my question is, who paid for this wall? Did Mexico pay for this wall? I think
2: the Mexicans paid for the wall, despite not wanting it at all. I think okay. So, like, I'm imagining, <laughs> like, Mexican warriors saying, like, you invited us. You, 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 you challenged our strength when you built this wall. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: we would deserve that. <laughs> yeah. We would.
2: Uh, I, so, I thought it was really funny. He's like, uh, now all of China knows you're here. And the Hun is like, perfect. That's exactly what I wanted. And I'm thinking to myself, like, bullshit, you, you, how, how does that benefit you at all to lose your, your element of surprise? Like, you're just putting on an act to make him, to, to still seem intimidating. But, like, in reality, it probably would have been better for you if nobody knew that you were there, right? Yeah, like, three
1: people were killed after the scene for, like, failing to be sneaky.
2: Yeah, like, I, I can't help but think that it would have been easier. It, it, this wasn't your plan. Like, don't pretend that it's your plan. Dick.
1: (laughs) Anyway, so we have a war brewing, and meanwhile Mulan has a war of
2: her own brewing. Yes, she does. She is at home uh, (laughs) pretending to be punctual. She's writing down the word punctual, and then she's running late. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. So she's like running late, she's doing things with little brother. Fun fact, in one of the original stories of Mulan, she had a younger brother who was supposed to go to war instead of her. And so Little Brother the dog is a reference to that.
1: Oh, interesting. Yes.
2: That is a good fun fact. Yeah. So she gets Little Brother to to run around with a bag of, I, I don't know, grains for the chickens. Chicken feed.
1: By the time she has finished tying this whole contraption together, she
2: certainly could have just thrown a whole bunch of chicken feet outside. Yeah, I, I mean it. It's, it's not like it has to be spread out particularly well. You just grab a handful and throw it to the chickens. Throw yeah. it at the chickens, you know. Who
1: she cares? doesn't particularly seem to care where it goes.
2: Cause I it maybe, just goes maybe she's everywhere. trying to exercise the dog. Maybe she's trying to exercise the chickens.
1: Oh, it's like two, like it's like three, uh, three chores and three one. birds with one stone. Yeah, and feeding the dog, giving the dog a bone. Yeah, and giving the dog but wow there's a lot going on yeah this she, is a lot deeper than I thought <laughs>
2: yeah she, she, she has it all planned out meanwhile her dad is praying to ancestors and he's like please 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 don't let Mulan be an idiot today and um, yeah
1: so like they Mulan has to make has to do the family honor thing by making a good match with a good husband
2: yep so I mean, yeah she's a woman What do you, I mean, that's that's the whole thing in this movie, that she she can't do anything by herself. Yeah. Although, this
1: grandma lady we're about to meet is pretty badass.
2: Yeah, she is. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it so much. She, uh, the whole thing, she's like, our ancestors must be smiling down on them today. And she's like, well, how lucky can they be? They're
3: dead.
1: Yeah. And then so she, <laughs> Then she walks across traffic carrying a lucky cricket to prove how lucky it is. merely killing probably like half of the people
2: and it's great because she doesn't die it's it's either the cricket or that all the people around noticed her instead of running into (laughs) her Um, one of those things (laughs) one of those two things (laughs) so they do this whole song um, and she's like getting scrubbed and cleaned and she's got to have a really tiny waist and a pale face yeah Um, this song
1: is messed up (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, they're like um, men
1: want girls who work fast paced, calm, obedient with a tiny waist. Yeah, and then like one thing I didn't notice this is the first time I watched it with subtitles. I don't think I like could always hear all the words. Mm-hmm. At one point they say, "How could anybody say? How could anybody say no sale? Like, no, I won't buy." her yeah i never noticed that before it's so fucked up
2: <laughs> yeah the the
1: whole thing is kind of fucked up guys um, humanity we we are pretty terrible sometimes yeah yeah maybe but we're getting better
2: sometimes right yeah um the arc is
1: long etc etc
2: yeah moving yeah. on yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 so she gets a cricket inconvenient, inconveniently placed on her body. Her grandma just sort of like shoves it in the back of her shirt. Yeah, like, it like, it looks weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like, I don't understand how she's supposed to sit down or like, it's, it's not attached to anything. So like, if it slips out of the back of her shirt, then she's gonna have to like bend down and get it. Or just leave it there and pretend that she didn't notice. Yeah, um, no. It, it's just a really inconveniently definitely... placed cricket. That's my opinion. And then we get so, to the matchmaker, and matchmaker's fucking jerk, and I, I don't know and, what the point of this section is other than to tell you, hey, if you're a woman, then you better be subservient, because she's like, to please your future in-laws, you need to be able to pour tea. P- pour some tea for me. Can you pour tea? Are you an idiot? Can you pour tea? Pour the tea. To please your future in-laws. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, who, who can't pour tea? Right. I the, think the, if you have hands and you can see where the the cup is, you can see. How but cool she was also food.
1: saying like you have to like not talk when you're, like yeah, she's you like. Have to, seeing... You have to shut
2: up and pour the tea.
1: Yeah. Um, the, there's a cricket in the tea that's very happily lounging, um, yeah. and I want to say that water would definitely be boiling the cricket alive at that moment.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: But it's okay. He would not be happily happily lounging yeah it's it's kind of hot but he's also a very lucky bug uh yes i have some theories about this lucky bug i'm going to talk about them whenever we get to it okay uh reflections
2: the song reflections she she fucks up a bunch oh yeah she fucks up a
1: bunch there's tea everywhere she sets the matchmaker on fire the ashmaker says, "You may look like a bride, but you will never bring your family honor." Yep, and she doesn't. And that's it. That's the end of the movie. And since her worth is tied to her being ability to bear children and make a good husband, uh, specifically making bear male children and make a good uh, find a good husband, uh, this is very
2: bad for her and her family. Yes, she she done fucked real good. So Reflections, the song Reflections, is about a, I, I, or at least I like to think, the, the words of the song made me think that she is, um, she's having doubts, and she's a, really a, a man in a woman's body, and she, she's like, uh, this isn't the real me. I, I think that in this time, she, she took it to mean, like, I don't know who I am, but I think that it, in our time, she would have been like, yeah, I don't feel like a, a woman.
1: Interesting. So you're actually like saying that the
2: that Mulan is like trans or yes. like I, I believe that if in another time, in our time, I think that Mulan would have been transgendered. Interesting. I mean there's there's notes of it through the entire movie. She dresses as a man, she takes the role of a man, she's not especially feminine in their respect. So like I it's... think I think that in our time she would have been transgendered.
1: She, she does ultimately say, like, the reason why she does it at the campfire was because she wanted to, like, show that she was worth something else. And I guess, like, because she doesn't, isn't able to fi- make, like, find worth uh, in, you know, uh, the, like, yeah. bride, being a bride or whatever, like, she, like, interesting. Yeah. I would
2: have to think about that a lot. That's, that's a very interesting thought. Yeah, it's just something that came to me based on this. The words in the song, if you go back and listen to the words in the song Reflections, there's a lot of those kind of like... I don't recognize the person that I'm looking at. This person that I'm looking at doesn't feel like me. Mm, interesting. Anyway, so Mulan means Magnolia in Chinese, as with the the many Magnolia motifs when it comes to her father. It's really pretty. I mean, it's beautiful, but it's, it's, you- it's interesting that they used a magnolia for that to, to describe. I thought she was talking
1: about, I thought that was sort of cherry blossoms for some reason.
2: Guess not. Those are magnolias. I think it's a magnolia. I believe you. Anyway, they, they use, um, they use that and it's like a image of her, like growing up. Right. Yeah. He's like, um, the, the one of these blossoms doesn't go so early and maybe it'll bloom eventually and it'll be really pretty. Yeah. And then when, when she comes back at the end, it, one of that same blossom falls to his feet and he picks it up and she's all. Yeah, that's a pretty cool scene. Yeah, so... But Mulan means Magnolia is the point that I was making. Her father has a knee injury and so him going back into war is not a great idea because he was at one point also a... I want to say like a general. I think he was a general.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, basically the army people all show up and uh, the, and say, we're conscripting you to join the army, and Grandma t- sho- tells Mulan to go up on the roof because Grandma says, fuck those weird gender norms, you're allowed to do whatever you want.
2: Yeah, you're going to have to see this, because I'm curious. Yeah, so anyway. Yeah, they get there, they're like, um, we need one man from each family, and they, they say Mulan's family, but um, the problem is that there's only one man in the family, and he is injured. He does have a knee injury so when we see and i it's a knee injury and when we see him doing like tai chi in in the the room later with his armor he is um he's doing actually a kind of tai chi uh, a form of tai chi known as mulan kwan named for mulan the original mulan i don't know a lot about the
1: original mulan i'd be interested to learn about her well, you
2: can find those stories somewhere.
1: Probably should. Yep. So I wrote down here that being old looks awful. Being old. Being old.
2: Why? Well, who? Who's he who? Like
1: old? the grandma? No, the the dad. The the dad. He like uh, he like cringes and like falls to the
2: ground because well, he's doing it's, tai chi. Just don't get any knee injuries, Tony. Okay. That's all. You're right. He's he's only got a knee injury, and that's why I was surprised when they're like, doctor says you got to drink tea five times a day. What is T going to do for your knee? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, maybe it's like arthritic pain or something. Sure. sure whatever. Yeah, that's fine. But the, maybe um, the T will help. Here's the thing I've been thinking about. What if they actually had brought, like, hit, like the dad went to war? Wouldn't yeah. he just been, like, a trainer or something? Like, he wouldn't have actually gone into battle because it would have been a liability. He probably would have just been, like, a trainer to, like, train the new young recruits, right? Yeah,
2: I would imagine, or a strategist, probably.
1: Yeah, something like that. He would, like, he would not go back in and just be, like, a regular militia person. I
2: think, regardless, he would have had to go into battle when when the rest of them had to go into battle, and he probably would have just died. Yeah. Still, though,
1: you kind of can imagine he would be, like, a huge help, because he already has all this, like knowledge of like battles and war and stuff and there doesn't seem to be a lot of that in the camp whenever they're doing the training montage besides like the one guy do you think he would have been a better better
2: teacher than lee
1: well i don't know when we get to that montage like
2: lee teaches them real real good real real fast yeah i mean (laughs) okay yeah we'll get there so she gives herself this cool haircut with a sword, and that's all I have for that. She gives herself a cool haircut. Uh, <laughs> I
1: like your notes.
2: Yep. Yeah. And then we've got a magic grandma. She runs away. Magic grandma knows somehow because the, the ancestors told her in her dream. And she's like, Mulan's gone. And then she's gone. and Yeah. And, and dad says, like, if
1: I reveal who she is, she will die dum du so he the, that's the last time we see them for the rest of the movie until the end yep. um, but we do get to meet Eddie Murphy
2: yeah and and the great stone dragon I'll so hail, hail the great stone dragon Tony heal Eddie stone Murphy stone.
1: <laughs> Eddie Murphy become like is this like little baby dragon thing yep lizard dragon tiny whatever he's travel size for your convenience.
2: Yes, actually, did you know that Mushu was supposed to be a full size dragon? Why did? Why wasn't he? Uh, They thought that that would be too intimidating and too hard to do for the movie, and so they, uh, when that line in particular where he says, "I'm travel size for your convenience," they're actually making a reference to the fact that he he's they had to make him smaller. And for the convenience of the
1: seven hundred artists
2: who made this movie, (laughs) yeah, and he's like, "Um, "If I was my full size." Your your cow here would probably die under the weight, or die of fright. Yeah.
1: Uh, uh, yeah. So Eddie Murphy kills another dragon at the very beginning of this movie, and we never really like reconcile that.
2: Yeah, he kills the Great Stone Dragon.
1: He literally murdered the Great Stone Dragon, and at the end, everybody's like not even talking about it. Mm-hmm. He killed his dragon competitor, it, so like that he could be the one dragon,
2: the fiercest warrior that the Mulan family has.
1: Yeah, it's the uh, the fa family has. Yeah, the Fah family. Thank you. Um, well then.
2: <laughs> oh well,
1: it's fine. No Something big. Um, um, I would be remiss if I didn't. Every time I watch this movie with uh, Mitchell, Cady, he talks about how the uh, the like the ancestors sound like an old Jewish family. <laughs> like my. All of my kids grew up to be acupuncturists, what he says is doctor,
2: obviously.
3: Oh, everybody
2: can be an acupuncturist. Not everybody can be an acupuncturist. (laughs) Yeah. He gets that from your side of the family. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I could see it. I think that's really funny. I, I kind of like, I think
1: his point is well taken. He's, he's Jewish, and that probably is how his family sounds. But I think that probably is lots of uh, cultures and lots of families will yeah. sound that way. <laughs> yeah. Because everybody wants their kid to be a doctor.
2: Yeah, because then you have money. Yeah. Anyway, so Mushu somehow manages to catch up to Mulan. I don't know how. Um, he flew on love.
1: his string wing. Uh, 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 he f- uh, 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 but what are you saying? F- are you speaking he <laughs> On his dragon wings.
2: <laughs> Did, what, now wait, I am. Oh my god! The, your words are back. Welcome. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> so he, uh, we we see this her her coming in with or Mushu introduces himself first. Yeah, that's pretty cool. He's he's like fanning the fire and all that. Yada yada yada. Yeah. Then she is.
1: Uh, yeah. I ahead. really like. I I really like the like. The scene where he's like, my eyes can see right through your armor. And she smacks <laughs> him. <laughs> that might be like, like there are a lot of really good adult jokes in this movie just because of the source
2: material. I, uh, I particularly like the end ones. We'll get to those. But I like this one a lot. This one's yeah, really good. This one's pretty funny. And then we go to this side scene of the Huns, right? And they, are, they catch these two scouts and he's like, go and tell your emperor that I'm on my way. How many men does it take to deliver a message? One. Murder number one! Or murder number like six, but it's fine. Yeah, definitely lots of murders by this point. (laughs) Yeah, they killed all the guys on the wall, so. Anyway, so they they kill that guy, and then we're in a happy place again, and she's she's prepping with her sword, and she's like, look how manly my my sword is, it's very tough. Yeah, I'm so Uh, manly, so goddamn manly. Manly. to be fair, when you have when you have a sword, it does make you instantly much more manly. Uh, <laughs> this I couldn't help but be reminded of a of a game that we used to play in college with uh, my fr- friend Sam Tyler. Hi, Sam, if you're listening. He he made a sword. Right, he's a blacksmith, so he made this this sword, and we played this game with it, where we we held it out in one hand, and. You couldn't like move your arm, and you had to time how long you could hold it out in one hand without it getting too heavy for you to lose your your balance with it. And yeah, I was. Not Do you know who always won that
1: game? Sam. Sam always won that game. Sam always won that game. But that's Sam's a giant blacksmith with giant beefy arms. Yeah. Uh, who o- o- only hammers away at metal and also practices a lot. Do you know who always is second at that game?
2: Me. Marie. Ma- no, Marie beat me. Yeah, I know. Oh, I thought you said who always sucks at that game. Marie is pretty scary. Mar- Marie is Tony's wife. She's pretty scary. She 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 beat me. At that she game.
1: always wins. She like I can only hold it for like three seconds. I'm like my arm is tired. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. That's how I am. I don't like it. Marie has such like a high like <laughs> it's pain heavy. tolerance that she's like it's just like holds it and she her, her arms like shaking. It's like five minutes
2: later and it's like damn.
0: Are you kidding me? It's hard me, Marie? to do.
2: Yeah, and uh, Beardy's pretty good at it, but I probably the funniest part was that I got, like, a minute and a half in, and then our friend Jenny, who was, who was living with us at the time, is, like, really tiny. She's, like, 5'2". She, I don't think she's actually that small, but she's really small and really tiny. And she beat me, which was a, a, a pretty big cut into my it's <laughs> it's, it's mind over confidence. matter. Yeah. She beat me, though, and I was pretty sad. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that's that's a fun little story for you. Anyway, so she, we we have her doing this manly thing. She comes into the camp with all the other men, and there's this great scene where Shempo picks up Yao, and he's like, he's like, S- you got to chant with me, yeah, you got to chant with me. After and- Mulan is like punches yeah, <laughs> yeah but like it's this great i don't know why it's so funny to me but it's just so incredibly like it feels so out of place she, he's just like being held there uncomfortably and he's like uh, uh, uh fuck it, whatever <laughs> you, you, you feel better now right and yeah i kind of do <laughs> uh, i like that yeah it was really funny so there are, anyway
1: there are a bunch of men did... is the point Mulan then punches them again and starts a fight again Yeah, and so it goes into a giant battle that like
2: rages but never hits Mulan yep and she, she gets away and then when they all get uh, addressed by the captain she has to introduce herself to Lee and this is their first encounter and he's like what's your name and so here's my problem with this she, she's standing facing Lee and we can see that there are men behind her right there are men like behind where she's at how do they not see mushu on the back of her neck
1: um they definitely see mushu on the back of her neck and know that she is talking to a dragon and
2: that's fine no nothing weird there nothing weird there just yeah. talking to a dragon. Cause I I'd be very surprised. Because everybody's looking at the two of them. I would be very surprised if no one noticed that she had Mushu on the back of her neck.
1: I love the line that uh, <laughs> that she says, she's like, you sometimes get those manly urges where you gotta kill something. You gotta you fix gotta things cook outdoors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like those manly things.
2: You got having sex with women. Holding doors for ladies, (laughs) race cars having sex, punching sharks, Uh, yeah, (laughs) biting a tree, manly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, those are pretty great. I like that. So, (laughs) so I, okay. So throughout this entire scene, through the rest of the movie, even I love how much they fuck with Shifu. Shifu being the the hand to the emperor the guy that comes and it's like all fancy dressed in blue and like writing on his clipboard they fuck with him so much and i love it they're like order order and they're like mugu shrimp pan <laughs> yeah that's um, really good it's so funny i like he he is the whipping boy and i love it but he's such
1: an asshole too he's like i have all this power uh, and i am going to use it
2: yeah the only girl who would love him is his mother though so, that's sad. Mean, anyway, that's a pretty great thing that just happens from now on. <laughs> but I got the, the whole training scene. My God, the training scene is the best, right? Yes. Uh, like, yes, it's also be like crazy. So, uh, yeah.
1: The song is crazy. Like, it's just super good. One of the best Disney songs ever written. Like, most singable Dis- Disney songs ever written, written. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, um,
2: uh, Jackie Chan sang the Chinese version of it, right?
1: Yeah. Which is well, really cool. He did sing it at one point. I don't know if he sang it for the movie, but... No, he didn't. He sang it in, in the Chinese
2: version of the movie. Yeah. Because I think he played he played Lee in the Chinese version. Is that true? I didn't yeah, know that. He, he voiced Lee in the Chinese version. Oh, that's super cool.
1: Yeah. He was so like... Here's my thing, though. I don't want to question Lee's uh, training methods, because like, obviously <laughs> it ended up working. Yeah. But it seems silly to... Put a whole bunch of people who've never fought before and just like have them throw rocks at a person and have that person holding a stick hit the rocks back while having a, bu- a bucket of water on your head. Yeah, well that's not the it one
2: that bothers me. It right? seems silly
1: to have kids to have them run through flame
2: if they've never, like flaming arrows. That's the one cool never- that got me. Because like I so they're-, they're bad at running through flaming arrows at the beginning, right? But over time Somehow they get better at running through flaming arrows. That's right. you can get better i don't I don't understand how is that that's like dodging raindrops for me. like how do you get better at running through flaming arrows? Not only that, but as you get
1: better, you usually make mistakes. This is, these are pretty deadly mistakes. yeah like I'm
2: curious as to how many people died during this training
3: <laughs> just like
2: flaming arrows or like this huge piece of cinder block that's like. That, that's like a, a ton of, of literal ton of rock. And you're just supposed to jam your face through it. <laughs> oh my
1: god. I don't want to question his training methods because somehow they all got it done. Well, I they, guess if you set worked, but like really I, high expectations. Yeah, steroids, for... man. Steroids.
2: Because <laughs> um, like running through... Fire arrows just means like when they got better at it. I think all that means is they got hit and didn't recognize. They just, just kept moving. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, that so one, she gets that's fired.
1: Yeah, she gets fired, and she could have at this point left. Like she like there would be no legal trouble with her family anymore. Yeah, she she wouldn't be in tr- in danger. Her her father wouldn't be in danger. This is the part where you realize it's not just about her family for her. It's about like. It's something more. Yeah, it's about her showing
2: yeah. that she can do something.
1: That she's like that she's a capable person. So she's not like at this point like she's still the hero. She's like choosing to to like push herself. Yeah. And she like goes and gets the arrow. It's such a badass scene because it's no longer about her family. She's doing it for her, and it's super cool.
2: Yeah. And then she goes and cleans off in a in a lake. And Mushu's like, you and your silly girly habits. And he's like, hygiene. Hygiene. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I don't want to
2: eat no more butts. I'm not biting no more butts. That's a fun scene.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's there's some dangerous moments where you almost saw saw, saw, saw some uh,
2: naked bodies in that scene. Yeah. Well, like, I, my thing is, like, you, you gotta know, right? Just the, the the shape of a woman's body. I, I think that there are... I Just stupid or oblivious, I don't know which, but like, especially then, they probably should have noticed. Yeah,
1: even the way they like, draw her like, legs yeah. on the walking out, is yeah. like... How did you not know? Very different than they would have drawn men's legs.
2: Yeah. Which you, is maybe unfair, because I have very shapely legs. Maybe not like that though, Tony. Maybe not like that because like <laughs> the, the thing about men's legs is that they're just straight like tubes of meat. They're, they're oh my like, god! They're just straight tubes. They don't like like sh- shape down in any way. They're just straight. <laughs>
1: My, my legs are not tubes of meat. I have very shapely legs.
2: I don't... No, you don't, Tony. I'm sorry to tell you. <laughs> Everyone I, says. Anyway. Everyone. So they sing the We Miss Sex song, Man, We Wish That We Had Ladies With Us. <laughs> and then somehow they don't notice the smoke in this burning village. Um, well, that's because they're thinking about sex. Yeah, they're like, man we wish we God we ha- we haven't had sex in so long. And so they don't see the smoke and then this village is burned down and the Huns have won everything. The, the Huns have taken over China. And that's it. Yeah, well, they, they took a small town and they burned it.
1: Right. It's not all of China. China's big.
2: But nonetheless, they, yeah, the, the, this town is burned down and the captain's dad is dead.
1: Yeah, it's real sad. And there's, like, no army left, I guess. The only army is the, like, new recruits. Yeah. Which, to me, is really weird. I guess, like, there must have been, like, thousands and thousands, maybe tens of thousands of people in that army that all died. And yeah. nobody's left. Like, that is really crazy.
2: I don't know. Anyway, that's it. That's so the...
1: Huns are better fighters than, than Chinese people, I guess? Yeah. Well, and it was also oh. a town.
2: So, I, I mean, I think that's part of it, that the, the army was more concerned about, like, saving people. Oh. Anyway, oh. So they, they, they die, and they now have to go through the Shenyao Pass, and that's the quickest <sighs> way back to the Emperor. Dun-dun. But there's a trap waiting there. But before we get to that point, we have a new segment for you guys. A new segment, Josh? It is a new segment. For season two, uh, we've got this new segment called Yauza's Log, and it is we're, we're sitting comfortably up here on the front porch, and Yauza is way over there in the yard, sitting on his log. and he's Yauza's to- log. yeah, yeah that's Yauza's log over there. <laughs> uh, so he's going to. Hey be- Yauza. Anything you want to say about this movie?
3: Yauza's log. Day 36. It's been a while since Tony and Josh cruelly threw me off the porch. They said I got way too drunk during Pete's Dragon and they couldn't have me around any longer. I've been silent ever since then, but I can't stay silent anymore. I have to express my love for Ming-Na Wen as Melinda May in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She's so good in that part. She's dry and witty. And sarcastic, and she plays so well in a world of spies and supervillains. And frankly, if you're not watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., what's wrong with you? You must hate quality television. Did you quit after Season 1, which was clearly the worst of the seasons, but it keeps getting better and better and better. And Season 5 will be amazing, so please watch it so that we get a Season 6, for God's sake. And speaking of ming win she voiced Mulan in the animated classic Mulan, now they're making a live-action one, and she hasn't been guaranteed a part yet? She's in talks with the producers for a role? (laughs) If they give her a cameo and nothing more, I'm gonna be so pissed. She should have a major role, or two, or three. She's so versatile, she can play many, many, many different parts. She could play Mulan's mother. Or Grandmother. Or Mulan again. Anyway, it's getting pretty cold and it's dark outside. I need to find something to eat. Maybe there's some squirrels around here or something. Goodbye for now. That was, that was insightful. Thank you, Yaza. Um,
2: <laughs> no, you can't come back up here yet. You, you're, no, you're, you've you're got to hold down, down the
1: front, the front yard. You've got to hold down that log. Okay. Yes, <laughs> and if Huns arrive,
2: just light that fire over there and we'll know. so anyway thank you for that yaza we we have this uh this great scene in the Shunya pass where she uh they're they're like going through and they get attacked and she has to like blow up a mountain and kill hundreds of huns it's pretty crazy it's really cool it
1: shows mulan's extreme courage and this is like one of the best scenes like we talked about the all the cuns coming over the mountain and how beautifully shot like
2: how beautifully drawn that is oh my god it's beautiful. Uh, it really is, it's amazing and it's the like fact really that she kills um all, all but six of them is mass murder but also it's super badass yeah she's definitely murder a mass badass. murderer yeah <laughs> mass murder is not badass don't don't kill people kids
1: yeah and also
2: kids why are you still listening so
1: at the same time I think that you're right about the training scene killing a lot of people, because by the time we get to this scene, there's, like, ten people. Yeah, there's not like, nearly as many men left. There's, like, almost nobody. Yeah, there's, like, and like Yeah. Why did we think that, <laughs> why would we, we think that they were going to do anything against the Hunt army in the first place? <laughs> yeah,
2: what were they going to accomplish with 20 men?
1: Nothing. So, anyway, here we get to do some crazy physics. Yeah, the rope, the magic rope. So I think that we're also so we're also starting a segment where every time we get to talk about physics, <laughs> and magic rope and magic yes. snow that does magical things,
3: yeah, specifically
1: uh, rope. We have a thing against rope, you guys, in Disney movies. Yeah, we really do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So these are this is our Disney physics
2: section uh, for this week. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be called fucking rope. So, this uh, this is this is ridiculous. First of all, avalanches, you're pretty much dead, right? Like, you're, you're going to be buried. There's no, like, running through it like it's water with a horse, okay? Yeah, uh, the horse was just running through the magic snow. Like it's water. No. No. Uh, no, that's not how it works. She would have been dead. All of them would have been dead. But, somehow, <laughs> uh, Yao shoots the, the arrow and... He tries to grab the rope and time. Oh, it slipped right through my fingers. But Mulan, while she's falling, has caught the arrow and manages to reshoot it after, I guess, tying it around the horse. She, she tied it around the horse. She had to
1: have. is <laughs> that she's holding the horse with her thighs as yeah. they get pulled
2: back up I think from the chasm. I think while she was falling, she managed to tie the rope around the horse. And shoot the arrow back up, and which means that now the rope has gotten much longer. <laughs> the rope has gotten way longer, and also, it's the the arrow is holding the arrow and the rope are both holding the weight of two full grown people, so like four hundred to five hundred pounds, plus the amount that a horse weighs, which I think is like five or six hundred pounds.
1: Yes. You would think that if the rope didn't snap, which it would have, then that the arrow, the, the arrow, the arrow sure would have snapped. snapped. And as they were falling, when, they, when it grew taut, like, that would be the time when it would have snapped for sure, no matter yes. how strong that magical steel arrow was. Yes. And uh, nobody's
2: arms can hold on to that weight. No, <laughs> no. I mean, maybe Shampoo helped, but you're also looking at, like on one piece of rope. They weren't even like helping on the rope. They were just pulling out. The so and they were pulling against the like the rock, so it would have frayed broke
1: yes.
0: the whatever.
2: Anyway, rope the point is is ro- too strong. Yeah, <laughs> that rope doesn't work like that. Check out Hunchback for more of our rope anger. And that is Disney physics for this week. <laughs> yeah. Horses are heavy. That's the point. So he Lee <laughs> Li, Li Shang, the captain is is like he get they get back to solid ground, and he's like, "Ping, Mulan, you you are you're so amazing. I'm having these weird, confusing gay feelings about you." And it, whatever, so, yeah. Well, I, I think he is. He <laughs> he totally is. Gender is fluid. He's so he's like, I don't understand what I'm feeling. I feel so <laughs> confused. And <laughs> and then and once he finds out that sh- that she's a, a woman, he's yeah. like she she, she sits up and she's got breast and he's like you had boobs all this time how could I ever love you and he storms <laughs> out um, damn it <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> so yeah I wrote down Lee might be gay dot 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 yeah <laughs> 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 um so only six Huns lived. They left, they left Mulan out in the, the cold by herself. Okay,
1: again, we're going to jump back to, to Disney physics for a second because there's
2: no way. There's no way those six Hun lived. No, but they did, though, Tony, those six Huns. I think, I think y- your probability here is that out of however, however many hundred men got killed, that six of them maybe were in a position that they could get out. I it think just that looks fun. so improbable. Uh, well, sure, but like out of however many hundred, Tony, six of them. I, right. think, I think that's fair.
1: But they they jump out of the the snow and they walk. <laughs> they like they don't even say anything to each other. <laughs> no, they don't even look at each other. They just sort of start walking.
2: They're like, okay, they we're
1: start walking. And they're like, fucking kill the emperor. There's six of
2: us now. Look, they're they're. <laughs> this this line by Mushu Where he says to Mulan uh, Let's go kick some honey buns I laughed so hard Oh my god I was laughing so hard It was like 1 o'clock in the morning here And I was dying laughing uh, I almost woke up my roommates And it was amazing I, I don't know why that got me so much But <laughs> hun E buns Like they're, the buns of the huns yeah, no, I got it. <laughs> yeah, like, like, there's also a pastry called honey buns, Sonny.
1: Oh, now yeah, I understand. That's why it's funny, right? <laughs> it's so good. I love. Let's go take some honey buns. I love how so Mulan like storms into the parade. Yep. All the all the people are like super sad because Mulan's not there. Mulan gets there and she's like, "The Huns are alive." And and Lee's like, you don't belong here. Fuck you. <laughs> you're, you're wrong. What? Like, dude, the Huns <laughs> are alive. But doesn't what are matter you? what. <laughs> you're a lady. You're a lady now. I don't have to listen to you.
2: The Huns aren't alive. <laughs> so yeah. They, God, uh, he's an asshole. I don't like him. They get to the front, and I don't know why nobody did a background check on that dragon that was walking through town in the parade. Yeah, this was pre-911, though. So That's true. So they, they get to the, the emperor, and for some reason, I don't know why they the, the dragon came with them up the steps to begin with. Like, did nobody say anything? Like, I don't think, hey, guy, I, that's not your cue. You're not supposed to follow us up here. <laughs> anyway, they get up there. <laughs> The Huns are in the dragon. They take the emperor and run. And for some reason, Mulan comes back. She's like, I have a plan. And for some reason, her plan is, let's all dress as women. Yeah, her exact
1: words was, they'll never reach the emperor in time. But then they have time
2: for a full makeover. <laughs> and like, yeah, and makeup and getting dressed. But like, okay, so like, what does, what does dressing as a woman actually accomplish?
1: uh it gave them like a 3 second head start on the bad guys yeah which allowed I, them to beat beat up all the guards which like we already learned that that the uh, mongolian like army was like a thousand times stronger than the chinese army so yeah yeah
2: yeah but like okay so i like, i guess what they were going for was like we're going to be very sexual and and flirt with the guards and they won't notice that we're really mad. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Except that one of their boobs is a banana. Yeah. Y'all's <laughs> boob is a banana.
2: <laughs> yes. So, like, that's... I don't understand... Honey. <laughs> it, I don't understand the reason for this. It, it got me. Like, I mean, yes, it gave them an advantage in climbing up these pillars. But they got up there and they were still in dresses. And it didn't really do much.
1: Yeah, I think it's more for the thematic of the movie. Sure. Because, like, so, like, Mulan has been dressing up her whole life, right? She's, like, been – she wasn't herself at home. Right. She because be. she she couldn't be, like, the bride or whatever. Like yeah. that When she was being the bride, she was dressing up. She was, like, not – she was faking it. Yeah. And then she was dressing up to be a soldier. And now she's finally, like, herself and, like, other people are dressing up because, like – They want to be like her. That's pretty cool.
2: That yeah, and I I think that's all it is. It's thematic, but strategically I don't think it makes much sense to dress as women. Anyway (laughs) So they they do the whole the whole fighting, yada yada yada. The Emperor gets away, she has a plan that involves fireworks, and Mushu dresses Batman. I am the Batman, I am the Mushu. I, I need firepower. And then these two guys, when he when he comes over, addresses Batman. They like jump off the tower. Just two more deaths, added to the list. Lucius <laughs> anyway,
1: specifically has now killed an innocent dragon and two innocent
2: like guards. <laughs> yeah, Lucius M- killing people left and right as well. Anyway, so they she she kills the Huns. All the Huns are dead or captive, and she gets a firm talking to by the emperor. And he's like, you saved us all. And he gives her back like, back the, the sigil of the emperor and the sword. And she hugs it's, him. Is and she allowed to do that? Is she allowed to do that? And all of them just sort of like shrug. I don't know. It's cute. It's Isn't cute. Nice? Um, um,
1: the asshole note taker was taken down a peg. I don't remember his name. Shifu. Shifu. Because uh, he's like, she's a woman. She will never be worth anything. And then, the like, Amber's like,
2: you can have his job. <laughs> <laughs> and then this super awkward. Oh my god, it's so awkward. The the last encounter that she has with Li Shang, he's like, you you fight good. You fight good. <laughs> that is all. <awful. laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> she, she sort of she says thanks and then leaves and that's yeah.
1: it she, uh, she hugged the emperor who she just met she hugged Yao and all the rest of them and just said uh, thanks <laughs> to the general to me uh
2: good. yeah
1: and the, the emperor is like you don't meet a girl like that every dynasty
2: <laughs> yeah and then puts his hat back on and walks off uh, <laughs> Emperor out <laughs> yeah so, so she gets back home she she says hi to her dad and it's a really sweet scene and the the grandma is like i, we, I didn't want her to bring back the sword i wanted her to bring back a man and before she can say man, shang comes in and he's like i'm looking for mulan sign me up for the next war <laughs> sign me up for the <laughs> next war uh <laughs> She's like, would you like to stay for dinner? And the grandma's like, would you 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 like to stay forever? (laughs) Yeah. Those were like my two favorite jokes of the movie. Just back to back. And I loved it. Grandma's definitely the best character in this movie. (laughs) A long shot. And then they party. All the ancestors party. And that's the end. So. And nobody questions the death of the great stone dragon. Nobody. Nobody even thinks about it. So that's the end of the movie, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you like our new segments called fucking rope and Yowza's log. Uh, fucking rope. Fucking rope. All right. Like boondock saints. That's what I'm imagining when I say that. <laughs> anyway, so that was our, our episode. First episode of season two, guys. I'm so glad they are back. I'm so glad we're back. I'm so glad that you guys are still listening and that you're enjoying and that you're telling your friends. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Front Porch Disney. You can find me on Facebook or on Twitter at front porch, Josh and me at front porch, Tony. And you can also find Yowza. there. uh, he's at CT You can find beardy our other person. That's going to be on semi-regularly, uh, at beardy, the wise. And, you know, tell your friends guys, try and, uh, go out there, get them to follow us on iTunes, leave a rating, subscribe, download some episodes you know or burn them a CD of, of episodes that's cool too and we also I hope you guys like that trailer I'm going to be sort of editing that so that we can use it as a as a teaser for the show not just for season 2 but as a te- teaser for the show because it had a lot of our favorite jokes from season 1 so if you if you have friends that are interested but are like I don't want to listen to a whole episode unless I know what it's like show them that you know give them that and maybe they'll they'll get a little bit more comfortable and and follow us after they hear that that's right and that way they can be let down <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> from there on <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so again quick thanks to uh yowza and savannah for being on with us what are we watching next week tony
1: uh we are watching a really really good one i'm oh, very so excited good. about watching
2: james and the giant peach yes james and the giant peach it's gonna be so good uh, like, this is one that we thought about doing as, like, our second or third episode in season one, but we were like, no, we'll wait. And... I'm glad we did. I'm glad I'm, we waited. I'm glad we did, too, but it's gonna be good. It's gonna be so good. Anything else, Tony? That's it. Okay. We're you ready? All- oh, also, use uh, the hashtag Front stocks. That's all. Yes, That be a
1: man you must be swift as the raging forest man it's to something some typhoon man mysterious as the dark side of the moon you know what's really funny about this is that josh it's like, actually like a singer <laughs> and yeah. I'm the one who always does the outros for some <laughs> if,
2: reason <laughs> if I ever do join in then I like I just sort of do it
1: stupidly <laughs> alright guys bye yeah thanks guys oh, I love to
0: linger here like this hold your hand and steal a kiss or two on the front porch
3: with you